0: Good afternoon, everybody. It is 3.31 p.m. Central Standard Time in Southwest Arkansas, November 27th, 2023. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did. I thought I was going to have to work that day, but ended up getting the day off. Um. Because we were that slow, we could roll over some rooms for the next day. Um, I ended up spending Thanksgiving with my son. We did just a basic homemade chicken and dumplings and German chocolate cake. And um, I spent the day with my grandson. And I posted that on Facebook. It's not the... The meal, the ham, the turkey, or the dressing, it's not about the meal. It's about the loving and the thanksgiving and the being with friends and family in peace and harmony. It's um, about reuniting and trying to love one another and enjoy one another. And that's what I posted on Facebook because it's not about the meal. The meal is awesome, but a simple meal like homemade chicken and dumplings because um we didn't really have the funds. And with me moving into my new apartment and my son's in between jobs, we could only afford something simple. But you know what? We were happy and blessed to be together that day. Um <clears throat> I've been... You know, I'm in several different um, Facebook groups, recovery groups that I'm very big into, and I always get my topics or my ideals from things I've read. Or, for example, last I was having a writer's block because I was not—I hadn't been feeling up to par, and I've been working, working, working. And this weekend, we got this big bonfire going on here in our hometown. This individual does every December, and um, our hotel is booked. So, it's mandatory that we all work. So, I've been so busy. I've had this podcast written for like three days now, and I come in and went straight to sleep and didn't wake up till I had to be at work this morning. But, as I was saying, I only do podcasts on topics that really reach out to me or speak out to me or something that I'm experiencing or something I see or do or hear in a meeting. And self-forgiveness was in one of these um, recovery group meetings I was in a sister group, and so I decided to do a topic on the importance of self-forgiveness in recovery, and it goes something like this. Self-forgiveness in the recovery process is essential. If you can't forgive yourself in the recovery process from drug or alcohol abuse, you aren't going to be able to move forward in a healthy, positive way. When you can't forgive yourself, you're going to get stuck in a cycle of shame and guilt. Shame and guilt fuel addiction and addictive thinking. Forgiving yourself is easier said than done, however. The role of shame and guilt and addiction Shame and guilt are powerful emotions. They can slowly erode you mentally and spiritually if you don't find healthy ways to cope with them. Shame is a complex feeling that can occur when you're the perpetrator of wrongdoing. But it can also be something you experience as a victim. For example, your cycle of shame could have started when you experienced e- experience abuse leading to PTSD. Untreated PTSD could have then fueled your substance use. Guilt then would become part of the cycle if you felt that you were letting your children or family down, which could bring you deeper ...into the cycle of addiction. According to empirical evidence, and empirical means factual data, feelings, feelings of guilt and shame both create and feed an addiction, whether it's an alcohol addiction or drug addiction. When you feel these two emotions, you experience distress about your actions. They can cause you to hate yourself. Both feelings also relate to other mental health conditions, including depression. The terms may be used interchangeably in many situations, but there is a subtle subtle difference between guilt and shame. Guilt relates more to particular actions, while shame can define who you are as a person, or at least you feel like it does. When you have deep-rooted feelings of shame, they become part of your story, and you begin to believe you're a bad person and can't do good. Both shame and guilt increase the risk of unhealthy substance use, which can lead to angry outbursts and unhealthy relationships. There are links between these feelings and substance use and other addictive behaviors such as binge eating and sexually risky behaviors. Along with feeling addiction, guilt and shame can be an obstacle to recovery and studies show higher rates of these feelings led to worse recovery outcomes. Having unresolved and distressing feelings can shorter periods where you go without using, increase relapse rates, or be reason why you don't seek treatment. What is self-forgiveness in the recovery process? When you're in treatment for addiction, you may hear a lot of talk about letting go of resentment. We tend to first associate this resentment toward other people without realizing we may have persistent grievances against ourselves. It can be much harder to forgive yourself than someone else. When you're in active addiction, many of your behaviors hurt people or cause regret. You then internalize these addictive, I mean, these active addiction behaviors and start to think you're a bad person. In recovery, it's important to work toward the realization that addiction isn't who you are and everyone makes mistakes. When you're stuck on feelings of shame or guilt, then you're keeping yourself in the past. When you work through the process to forgive yourself, you're able to move forward and to become unstuck. Self forgiveness in recovery doesn't mean taking responsibility for the harm you've inflicted on others. Personal responsibility can be part of self forgiveness. The best way to move forward, <coughs> excuse me, is to acknowledge your actions and impact and then move forward with mindfulness. Women and shame. There's a particularly complex relationship women tend to have with shame. Shame in women affects how you view yourself and your self-esteem. According to organizations like the American Psychiatric Association, it's also more common in women than men, largely because of cultural and societal expectations and standards. Women have higher levels of shame than men in many cases, and they tend to have a harder time with different aspects of forgiveness for themselves, according to empirical studies, which again is based on observation or experience is what empirical means. Outside of addiction, when women seek treatment for mental health disorders like anxiety, depression, or eating disorders, they often have to work through complex and crippling feelings of shame. Having these feelings prevents many women from seeking a mental health disorder or substance abuse treatment. Women often experience shame as they're forced to meet society's standards as partners, mothers, and more. When women are victims of sexual or physical abuse, they may internalize their shame and feel like they deserve what happened to them. Women from different cultural backgrounds may also experience more shame than others. These are all things that have to be part of Trinity Mental Health Disorders and Addiction. How to Practice Self-Forgiveness in Recovery While every situation is unique, some general ways that people and women in particular can begin to practice self-forgiveness in recovery from drug or alcohol use disorders include Acceptance Acceptance is essential to recovery. We have to come to terms with who we are and what happened throughout our lives and addictions. With the acceptance of responsibility, you admit mistakes and acknowledge and recognize your feelings in, of guilt and shame. There's no value in continuing to dwell on your mistakes. But there is an acceptance and moving forward. Acceptance is a key part of 12-step programs. The serenity prayer that's recited at the end of each 12-step meeting highlights the importance of acceptance. You can't change the past, but you can learn from it, reflect on it, and use it to make progress. You can also start recognizing through acceptance that you aren't the same person as you were in active addiction. Mindfulness can be helpful in acceptance because it encourages you to move your thoughts back to the present matter than from the past or the future. When you go to rehab, a personalized treatment plan will often start with acceptance as part of the on ongoing process to forgive yourself. Stop putting yourself down. Don't speak to yourself like your own worst enemy. Our self-talk can be incredibly damaging. You need to remember that you wouldn't speak to another person in some of the ways you might talk to yourself. Treat yourself like you would others with kindness, patience, and understanding. You can come to a place where you develop the fundamental belief that you are good, but it takes practicing how you speak to yourself. Know that you're doing your best. You also need to speak to yourself with compassion. You aren't making excuses, but you recognize the trauma you've gone through. The more you can practice developing positive attitudes toward yourself, the stronger you'll feel in your recovery and the higher your levels of forgiveness toward yourself. Take care of yourself physically. Practicing self-care and doing positive things for your physical health can help reinforce that you are worthy and valuable, leading to increase in forgiveness for yourself. Self-care is integral to recovery from addiction as well. Find healthy habits and ways that you can show yourself you care. This might mean doing yoga, taking a walk, or practicing meditation instead of relying on the influence of drugs or alcohol. Creating a physical ritual of self-forgiveness. When you have a physical element of self-forgiveness that's tangible, it can help you. One example is writing a letter to yourself on a piece of paper expressing your forgiveness. This lets you process what you're feeling, develop a sense of closure, and move forward. Addiction treatment is when you can focus on forgiving yourself and creating a new path For past difficult times. Let me read that part again. Addiction treatment is when you can focus on forgiving yourself and creating a new path forward past difficult times. And when I I want to speak right quick, I'll miss one because there is a reason. I did this one also. It's because I'm going to tell you a very short version of myself right quick. Because I do have to finish getting ready for... Um, I'm going to go and help my church and my Celebrate Recovery um, group um, with their Christmas parade float come up with ideas. So, I'm going to go do that at 5.30 since I'm off tomorrow. But... Self-forgiveness. My dad molested me and my biological sister from the time I was very young, from the time I was five, up until my mom moved me out when I was 17 years old. My sister, who has come back into my life just recently, within the last week, We actually did a cleaning job together, and we talked some about our childhood. And believe it or not, I left her not wanting to when I was 17 because I watched my biological father at the age of her 13 and I was 14 get us drunk on Jack Daniels. When I was 14, she was 13, while our mother was at work one day. It was snowing because I, it was. we were teenagers. And until recently, that was the last time I remember snow. And that's the day my father started messing with my sister. And I could not help her. Because I was intoxicated so intoxicated downstairs in the bathroom that I could not get to her upstairs. I cannot forgive myself because I left my sister when I was seventeen, and there are stories that I one day will maybe tell my story and testify about um tell my story, but I didn't forgive myself for leaving my sister because I knew what was happening, but I was also young, 17, and a month after my mom kicked me out, I was pregnant with my sons, um, with my son, and up until the other day, my sister had told me things that she had thought about doing when she was younger to help me and she couldn't forgive herself and that was new to me to hear that from my sister and because of what happened to me as a child by 18 years old I was diagnosed with PTSD because after I had my first child, the psychologist basically said my hormones had changed. And after you have your first, you're a teenager, but you're a woman. But you're also, after you have that first child, you are really a woman. I guess you would say your hormones are that of a woman. And so have you. And that. Why I got triggered is because my hormones had tra- changed. The flashbacks of my past all went like boom in my face. And my son's dad had me diagnosed when I was 18 with PTSD. Throughout the years, I added, there was stuff added to me. The moral of my story right now is I had so much guilt and shame about leaving my sister in that predicament because my sister, when I was 17, my sister was 16, so she had another good two years to be there without me, but luckily, she was blessed to get out um, sometime in the middle of that. Time frames are a little blurry now, but... um, And then I lost my daughter to the state of Alabama in 2002 due to um, domestic violence and drug and alcohol addiction. And her dad, biological, her dad's biological brother and his wife adopted my daughter. I chose drugs, alcohol. It was that saying back then. I was a firm believer in sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's what our life was based on and my first husband. And, I mean, we were doing raids and doing everything. There was not a weekend that didn't go by. We wasn't partying from Friday night all the way till Sunday. Um... I chose that life instead of giving a life to my daughter. I don't forgive myself for that. But I had to learn to forgive myself in order for me to be where I'm at in today in recovery, which is four years. And um, December will be four years, and in December, five months. So... I held on to not forgiving myself for years, 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 years. And when I was 38, I guess I was 38 in 2019 when I turned myself into a kiln-free house for women to get help because I was no longer able to help myself. I was no longer able to forgive myself. For my husband's death in 2018, I was, I have to forgive myself of all this stuff in my past in order for me to get well and to have a normal, healthy life. Now, it might not be so normal because I run around here half the time like a mad woman between grandkids, job, working, moving, um, now I'm getting really trying to get back involved with my celebrate recovery. I need to get back involved in church, but there's only so many hours a day. But I wanted to do this because it was a good piece on self-forgiveness. And it told, I told you a little bit about how my self-forgiveness couldn't get me out of my addiction. Until I hit rock bottom, and I mean I was below the rock is how bad it was. I was a 98-pound, soaking wet, probably 98-pound, depressed, wanting to end my life in December of 2018, December of 2020, December 27th. 2018 when I made that decision that day that I had enough. And I did have a little minor slip up. That's why my new clean date is July 2nd. And I'm bound and determined to keep it that way and to forgive and be at peace. And I'm going to let y'all go so I can call my son. He seems to be calling me. And to let y'all know that I am truly blessed for the people who listens to my podcast and share them. And please continue to give me your feedback on it because I want to improve it the more I go. You can look me up on Facebook, Angela Dowling on Facebook. And then I'm in I'm admin of Was a Addict and Recovery Facebook group. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Recovery Tools and Challenges. And I am working on another podcast. I will probably start writing it this evening. And I love y'all. Thank you once again for supporting me. And God bless.